Welcome to Jobber's Masters of Home Service podcast, where successful business owners share their secrets for making your business more profitable and efficient. I'm your host, Adam Sylvester, owner of Charlottesville Lawn Care and Charlottesville Gutter Pros for the last 15 years. I truly believe that service entrepreneurs need to come together from different service industries and swap stories, share tips, and learn from each other. By getting together and sharing each other's successes and failures, we can help each other level up. And that's the mission of Masters of Home Service. On today's episode, we're talking about ensuring consistent work quality. Today, we have two great guests. We have Brandon Sewell, owner of Seal Pro Painting in Titusville, Florida. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Thanks for being Pleasure here. Pleasure to be here. And Kimberly Towers, owner of Red Rose Cleaning in Minneapolis. Hi, thank you. I know our guests today love Jobber. With Jobber, managing the customer experience from estimates to invoicing has never been smoother. Our listeners can get a special discount on a new subscription by going to jobber.com slash podcast deal. Trust me, it'll make your whole business more efficient and more profitable. A lot of our listeners are in the trenches just like you guys working every day and making sure that they deliver a good result to their client. How do you guys go about making sure that the results that you give to your clients are the same every time? Brandon, what do you you think? For me, it really starts with my guys understanding the why behind what we do. So for me, really things started to get better in that area when I established clear values for our business and also just helping the guys understand that. Like this is why we do what we do and we do it with excellence and really making sure that the guys understand those things. I love emphasizing the why as well. I think that's probably like the number one most important thing to get consistency. But then next, I go with checklists all the way. So there's no excuse as to why you didn't perform something a certain way. I always say at our company, if I cleaned a room or if Mary cleaned a room, the client shouldn't be able to tell who cleaned it. You should just know that the red rose was there. And we just do that through checklists to keep consistency. Yeah, I tell my employees something similar. When the client looks out the window when we pull up, they mm-hmm. shouldn't care who's out there, exactly. right? So let's dig a little bit deeper. How do you do that? Give some more examples to our listeners who are just, they might have one employee, 10 employees, and they're trying to make things better. What would you tell them? So for me, it starts with how we bring employees in. So they all get an onboarding process where we go through our employee policy manual. We go through how we do things, our systems and our processes on different types of jobs, and they get a pretty detailed training on how we handle things. And that initial setting those expectations, having clear KPIs for each position is really important too. And so when we start with having those clear expectations, it translates to the jobs of them delivering on those things that we go over before they ever step foot on a job. Even though we have these processes and these checklists, we've been like revisiting things and going back to being physically on the job and walking through each step of the process and seeing, okay, where do we need to add another checkbox? And then on top of that, it's just follow through. So even though I have the checklist, is the staff checking it off? Do they understand what each point really means? Do I need to be more descriptive? Do I need to add pictures to that checklist? So that's what we've been doing lately is just really revisiting and following through on our processes and checklists. So why does it matter? Why should we care so much about delivering consistent results? You know, for me, it's actually in our mission is that people matter. And we don't take it lightly that someone's inviting us in to work on their home. 
For many people, that's their greatest asset. That's where they have their family go for safety and comfort to get away from work and the world and what's going on. That's where they keep the things that they've worked hard for. So I kind of think of it like my own home. I would want my home to be respected and cared for. So for me, it's really important when our customers hire us, they're putting their trust in our company that we're not the people that we send in their home. They can feel safe and trust them, that we're going to respect their property, that we're going to respect them. And so for me, it's really important to just have that basic understanding people matter. Mm-hmm. I love that. You give good answers. My <laughs> obvious answer is just for repeat business. So if you are coming to the Red Rose expecting a certain type of work and you don't get that, you're not asking us back. You're going to go with somebody else. Also, word of mouth is like the best advertisement for us. And so if your auntie told you that the Red Rose is the way to go and then you find out we didn't do it the way we did it for your auntie, like there's going to be an issue. So just repeat work, routine clients, you get all that from being consistent. I totally agree. I think part of the reason that we like to drink coffee from Starbucks or eat a hamburger at McDonald's is the same thing mm-hmm. every single time. If it wasn't, we wouldn't go there as much because mm-hmm. we want to know what we're getting for the money that we spend. And our clients deserve that. They deserve it. Let's pretend that you both have an employee sitting here with us. What would they say that they needed to be empowered to do what we're talking about? What would, from their perspective, what do they need from you guys to really succeed at the home, at Mrs. Jones' house tomorrow morning? For me, I think that it's trust. When I bring guys in, I, I tell them from the start, I trust that you can deliver the value that the customers deserve. And I feel like that really empowers them and helps them to take ownership. And that really makes a difference in how they do things when they're at the, the homes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a good point. And I've definitely found there's a fine line between like micromanaging and making sure someone is following direction. So definitely trusting your employees, but making sure that you have set the expectation like you were talking about in like orientation through handbooks and things like that. So they know what you expect of them on the job and the consistency that you're looking for. But at the end of the day, you hired them for a reason. You have to put that trust in them. And I think that really empowers them to do a good job for you. Mm-hmm. So our listeners are thinking, yeah, that sounds great, but it's mm-hmm. hard. You know, my dad used to say, if it was easy, everybody would do it. And so how do we help if a listener today is says, okay, I want to start doing some more processes. I want to start having some more consistent results because it matters. What are they going to come up against and how are they, how do they overcome it? Kimberly, what do you think? I think one of the hardest things is to get someone else to treat your company as you do, right? They're not the owners. So like, why would they want to deliver the same results that you do? Do they really have like skin in the game like you do? So just trying to emphasize the why and empowering your staff, maybe it's through incentives or figuring out kind of like what makes them tick and making sure you provide that for them on the job so that they can do a really good job for you. But I think that's the one of the biggest hurdles I've come across. Like, what do they need to get from you in order to do a good job and really take ownership like you do? Because technically they're not the owners of the company. Mm-hmm. So it's difficult. <laughs> yeah. What do you think, Raina? You know, the way that I, I think about this is like, one, I want to treat my employees the way that I expect them to treat our customers. So I think that starts there with how I treat them. But also I think people can get kind of caught up in 
the thought of bringing in people and growing their team and trusting people and they get intimidated and maybe there is like some perfectionism. And what I aim for is excellence. Like I understand we're not going to be perfect. There's going to be some things that we have to get better at. And I don't expect perfection from the guys that I hire. But what I look for is like someone who's teachable, you know, who has a good attitude. So it's like, I'm going to bring them in and I'm going to entrust them. I'm going to give them my trust, give them authority to do what I'm trusting them to do and give them the freedom to learn and grow, you know? So when you're bringing people in, you can't expect, you know, there to be like, no issues and perfection out of the gate. But, you know, what I know is with my customers, there's been people where we've made mistakes, but how we've made them feel is what really mattered in the end. Kimberly, how does training and onboarding and hiring, how does all that play into what we're talking about? What does it look like for you? Yeah, I mean, I think it really just sets the tone from hiring, looking for people like you were talking about that are teachable, that are open, that maybe have some values that already align with your company and your mission. I always say I can teach someone how to scrub a toilet, but I can't teach a person how to be a good person, usually Mm. at this point in life. (laughs) So I think that's really important in the hiring process and then in onboarding and training, just being really specific about what you're looking for and what you expect in terms of, you know, customer customer experience and consistency from your staff and showing them like this is how it's going to be done. We do shadow shifts to see if people can follow our rules and checklists Mm. and see how that works for people. But that's what we implement right now. Randy, can you give us some concrete examples how you make sure that your people are prepared to go out there to Mrs. Jones' house and get the job done, whether from, from day one or just give us an idea of like, what exactly do you do? Just to reemphasize what Kimberly's saying, having a good hiring process, good onboarding process is important. I think what helps us too is using Jobber. With Jobber, when we schedule a job, there's a clear scope of work. So the guys have a clear understanding of when they go to the job, this is exactly what we're doing. But I love the feature where we can attach forms, kind of like checklist forms. So they can go in there and they can understand, okay, this is what I do as soon as I show up at the job. This is the next step. This is the next step. This is the next step. So it's clearly defined for them what our process is. And then it's just going out there and executing that. Yeah. I've grown a lot in this over my years. And one one thing I've learned is if someone makes a mistake, maybe they forget to do something. And I say... But that's your job, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it wakes them up like, oh yeah, that is my, and it's not like, oh, you just forgot, we'll make sure you do it. That's your job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if you don't do your job, you know what? You can't work here because mm-hmm. that's why I paid you, right? Mm-hmm. And so being yeah. super clear, communicating so clearly, because it's important to communicate with people what their job is. Mm-hmm. And if you don't tell them clearly, it's on you. It's on me, right? Yeah. yeah. But then if once I do communicate clearly, then it's on them. And they can either soar and do great mm-hmm. or they can't live up to it. And then you have to let them go. Mm-hmm. But but if we're clear in expectations that everybody thrives, right. would yeah. you guys agree with that? Yes. Yeah, 100%. Clear expectations and mm-hmm. just being in the home services for the time that I have been and having a lot of friends and things like that that have service companies as well. I hear a lot of their complaints, you know, like I can't find good guys. I, you know, I can't mm-hmm. get good help. I can't consistently deliver good results and deliver on quality because I can't get good people. And I think it just goes back to like taking ownership and looking at your system and your process 
for finding people and how you integrate them into your business. If you don't have a good system and process for doing that and finding those great people, then you're the person to blame. It's not that there's not great people out there. You're just not presenting it in a good way. Checklists are super important at the Red Rose. We use them for all of our routine clients and we have specific ways that we clean each room at each client's house. So the checklist will help the staff member know where to start in the room, what to begin with, dust from the ceiling, always go from right to left, (laughs) circle, and then washing the floors at the end. And it really keeps our staff in line and on time with the job. Mm. This is great. Let's take a 30 second break and we'll come right back. I could never go on vacation. Running my renovation and contracting business took up all of my time until I found Jobber. Last year, I actually headed out of the country and went to the beach for my vacation. I could schedule my team, update job details, make sure my customers were getting taken care of and we were getting paid. All from the beach. You need a vacation and you can do that too. You need Jobber. Smoother from start to finish. Quote, schedule invoice and get paid. Start your free trial today at jobber.com. Listeners to the podcast and get a special discount on a new subscription by going to jobber.com slash podcast deal. If you aren't using Jobber, you need to be. Jobber has made my businesses more profitable and more efficient for sure. One of the things I tell my gutter technicians a lot is that when clients call us, they have high expectations of us because they their neighbor hired them or hired us, they saw us on TV or whatever the reason is, they have high expectations. And so we have to fulfill high expectations, right? I know you guys do too. And so how do you make sure that your team knows the high standard? And also how do you make sure that the high standard is met every time? Not almost every time, every time. Any thoughts on that? I'm always emphasizing that high expectation. Like we are the Red Rose. There's a reason they chose us over other companies. There's a reason you work for us over other companies. Like we are set apart. And so I think that's a conversation that we try to have almost every day Mm -hmm. is the high expectation that people have. And I think empowering and exciting, like my staff loves rocking our logo and our name and telling people about us, but it's the constant re-emphasis of it. And then I always go back to this, but follow follow through, follow through, follow through. So it's not that I don't trust my employees and I want them to look over the work that I do too. So just everyone being accountable for their own work while they're on the job, but also we have this team aspect that they can look over other people's work and it's expected because when we leave the house, like that was the red rose that did the job. So we want to make sure we put our good stamp on it and all the staff who did that job, they want to be accountable for that. And then when the reviews come and they get that good feedback, they're like, oh yeah, that was us. And so it continues to empower them to be held, you know, to high expectations in the future. Mm -hmm. I would just add that I, I usually try to really emphasize to my team that we all need each other. And by each one of us doing our jobs and doing it with excellence, we're ensuring that we continue to have work, that we continue Mm -hmm. to be able to bring money in and provide for our families and pay our bills. And maintaining a great reputation is really important for that. We don't want to compromise on you know, our quality and the excellence and the standard that we strive for because that's how we get more work, through word-of-mouth referrals and people telling other people about us, leaving us great reviews and having that great reputation. So it's really important for us to deliver on that and just think in a bigger picture, not just being small-minded, but thinking, okay, there's a bigger picture here. You know, mm-hmm. There's all of us here at this company and we want to work for a great place and we want to serve people well. 
Let's talk more more specifics. So I know that you use a, a pre-job form. Is that right? Correct. Yes. What is that? Tell our listeners what that is. Sure. So as soon as a customer schedules their job with us, we send out the booking confirmation. That email that gets sent to the customer has what to expect from the time of booking their job to completion. Inside of that, there's a form that the customers click on, takes them to our website where there's a form for them to fill out a couple questions that we have, like, where would you like us to park? Because Mm -hmm. some HOAs restrict where you can park, like certain sides of the road, Mm -hmm. or maybe customers don't want us parking in their driveway, so we try to respect that. We'll ask them, like, what restrooms we can use in their home, or if they would like us to go off-site. We'll ask them, where can we wash our equipment? We don't just want to assume that we can use any sink or any hose or use any part of their house. So we ask those things. And then we put like a very generic short answer of asking them, is there anything additional that you would like us to know so that we can offer you the best service possible? Mm -hmm. And people will put little things in there to like say, oh, don't do this or don't do that. And it just helps us to understand the customer's expectations because all of our customers have different expectations for one customer they're like i don't care Mm -hmm. use the bathroom anywhere and Mm -hmm. then there's another customer where they're like i can't believe you use that bathroom how dare you do that (laughs) and or i can't believe you would park there why would you think that's okay Mm -hmm. and so expectations from customers are constantly changing so i found that that pre-job form helps us to determine that customer's expectations in advance so that my team can address it properly Enables you not to assume anything. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yes. And customize it. So clients give you good feedback on that. Like they like that. Oh Sounds yeah. Like it's great. Yeah. I mean, we've had customers, you know, come back to me directly and say, "Wow, I really like that you sent that form mm-hmm. because you know it just made them feel even more comfortable with having us come to their home." Because I think it also shows that we're thinking about that. Like we're thinking about okay. We want to make sure that we're respectful of your home and your wishes while we're there. We're not just going to treat your home any kind of way. Mm -hmm. We're actually thinking ahead. Yeah, that's great. Kimberly, what kind of stuff are you doing? Yeah, we start off first with a virtual walkthrough. So someone on our team does a virtual walkthrough with the potential client and we'll go through every room talking about their problem areas or their expectations in that room, maybe what we would suggest or what we can offer them. And then we also go over things like who will be home? Will you leave a key or a code? Animals in the home while we're there. We also go over like product preferences or allergies Mm -hmm. and then have a conversation too. Is there anything else? Did you use a service before and not like certain things that they do? What are What question. are those things? Or did you use a service before and did you like things that they did? And what are those so that we can do those as well? So also trying to understand their expectations. And then with the quote, we attach a new client brochure, which goes over some of our policies and expectations as well, things we do and we don't do. And once they approve that and read our client brochure, then we can go forward with the job. So a lot of our listeners have had an employee show up to work and they were in a bad mood. (laughs) We've all had that, right? Mm -hmm. Employee comes in, they're usually super great and everything, but that today's a bad day. Everybody knows it. And you're concerned that work quality could, could drop. How does a company make sure that it doesn't matter what mood they're in? doesn't matter what side of the bed they woke up on. How do you make sure to maintain the high standard that you promised your clients? I think if I can change the question, it starts before they get to work. So that's kind of a cop out, maybe, but 
in our orientations with our staff, I tell people, communicate, communicate, communicate. If you woke up or have been up all night because something happened or you are having a bad day and you think you're going to come to work and give less than what we expect, let me know and just be honest and tell me that I will come fill in for you. I'll find someone to fill in for you. So I always try and catch it before the staff member gets to work. And I just think that's by creating that transparency, that communication channel between myself and my staff to make sure they know, okay, if I'm just honest with her and tell her I can't do this today, I can't bring the quality that she's expecting, then I'm just not going to come to work. But not no calling, no showing or lying about it or coming to work and giving the service that we don't give. So I always try and catch it before. I also think, I mean, you obviously want to give amazing service every single time, but we are human and things happen. So again, honesty and transparency, not only with your staff, but with clients too. I would have no issue telling one of my clients, you know, if they receive subpar service, sorry, like I just found out something personal was going on with one of my staff. We're going to try and get ahead of that next time. We can't be perfect 100% of the time. And I think, you know, if you are open with your staff about that too, they want to go the extra mile for you anyway. So just letting them know that you get it. Mm -hmm. I think I'll add to this that I think one of the things that I share with my employees, like from the start is like an understanding of from me as their boss, the owner of the company that I understand that they're like, they're people with issues and life is not just cut and dry. So Mm -hmm. I think kind of creating this expectation that it's okay to not be okay and maybe you're having a rough day but just communicating about it and I think having that open communication too helps to just work through it if that makes sense Mm -hmm. like I think if somebody feels like they can't talk about it or they feel like they can't be real or they can't be human then it becomes a bigger issue it's bottled up maybe they're trying to like withhold that emotion and then they like explode on the job yeah the way i look at it is i tell my my gutter technicians all the time that amateurs let how they feel impact their work Mm -hmm. professionals don't let how they feel impact Mm -hmm. their work and we all have bad days and i care but you know who doesn't care the client. Mm-hmm. I yeah, care. I care about mm-hmm. my people a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I care about my clients a lot too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so making sure that you are there for your people mm-hmm. and you yeah. care because we do mm-hmm. and also making sure that we care about our clients yeah. too. It's a balancing, it's a art. Yeah. yeah. But then if everything we've been talking about, checklist, processes, training, all those things ensure that the result gets delivered to the client the way we intend to every time. Mm-hmm whether or not they had a good or bad day. How do you measure work consistency? Kimberly Bolsworth, how do you measure it? I think our number one way right now is just surveys and reviews and hearing from our clients. You know, when we're on the job, we can check each other's work and follow checklists and things like that. But what are people saying about us? Are they saying, yes, we get a consistent result every single time? So we survey our routine clients and the things that people say about us online. You know, are we hitting the marks that we we set out to achieve every time we're at a at a home, that's that's how we're measuring consistency right now on jobs. It's just feedback from people. Mm-hmm. What about you, Brandon? Yeah, we do the same thing. And what I do is with my leads, I train them that when the job is done, they're 
going to invoice the client and then they're going to let the client know, hey, we're going to do a walkthrough. We're going to make sure that any concerns that you have are addressed now before we leave the job. And we want to make sure that you receive five-star customer service. We're going to send you a link to leave us a review. And we want to make sure that when you leave that review, you're going to leave us a five-star review. And if there's anything we can do to change that, Mm -hmm. if you're not happy with something or there's somewhere where we've missed it, we want to make that right and make sure that you're happy. So that's our way of trying to really gauge where our customers are at, but just delivering on that quality over and over again. I love that. That's one of the great nugget. I have learned something I'm learning now actually is the importance of telling clients before and after that you want them to leave a review. Mm, So before you even start work and afterwards, you're gonna be super happy. I'm gonna make sure you're happy. And then you'll be free to leave a review. And that gets their mind right. Thinking about it. You know, get mm-hmm. gets something about it. So after, Brandon, I know you're a big fan of Nice Job. So am I. You're using Nice Job to get reviews after jobs. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. I used to use a company called BirdEye and recently transitioned to Nice Job. And it's been amazing. And it's like 75% less. And it took me three years to get to a certain amount of reviews with BirdEye. And as soon as I switched to Nice Job, we doubled in a month. Mm, wow. Um, so it's just incredible. It's a great tool. I need it. Kimberly <laughs> yeah. really sold. Kimberly yep. sold. Any other thoughts on how do you measure work quality? You guys have any other ideas on how to measure that? The other thing I was going to say that we do, which is really kind of easy with cleaning, is before and after. So my staff is required to send before and after pictures on each job they have so that I can see with my own eyes. They're great, of course, for like social media and mm-hmm. promoting for promoting us, but to see that the stove is cleaned up to the red rose standard every time because I saw what it looked like before and I see the work that you did and what it looks like after. So that's something else we do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I would add to this, like having minimal callbacks for me in providing a service like painting, it's great to be able to like go in and you finish painting and everything looks great. But part of painting is not just having this great looking end result, but it's also the longevity of that coating. So we offer our customers a warranty. So minimizing how many warranty calls that we have, which in the six years that I've been in business, I can maybe recall two or three for warranty work, like going back and redoing something. So I think gauging that, like knowing that, okay, I didn't just Mm -hmm. make it look nice, but I also did it right, if that makes sense. This was a great conversation. Let's summarize it by looking at a couple of takeaways. So the first one was the importance of systems and checklists, making sure that there are things that that our employees and our team does every single time for accountability and consistency purposes. And then number two, training people and hiring good people, right? Just hire the right folks and then continue to train them and make sure that you care about them. Brandon, you said care is really important. Care about them and make sure that you're developing them into better and better employees. And the third one was caring about our customers' preferences. You know, you both mentioned a virtual walkthrough, a pre-job form, making sure that you know what the client expects from a personal customized standpoint and delivering that to them because everybody has different expectations. And just assuming that everyone's the same is a recipe for disaster. Absolutely. (laughs) That was a great show. Thank you, guys. Brandon, Kimberly, you guys are making a huge difference in your communities. Your businesses are having a huge impact. Your clients are getting great service. Your families are getting served well. So thank you for having such a huge impact on the community. Thank you for doing work that matters, for doing good work. It makes a big difference. I really appreciate what you guys are doing. Thank you. How can people learn about you online? I am at the Red Rose MN on Instagram and Facebook. 
So you can find me on Instagram, Brandon Sewell. That's B-R-A-N-D-E-N, Sewell, S-E-W-E-L-L. On there, you can find my business page and link to my website for other socials and things like that. Awesome. Thanks, guys. If you like today's episode, please like and subscribe to the podcast or visit jobber.com slash podcast. I'm really grateful to our listeners who tuned in today. I hope you heard something that will make your business more profitable and more efficient. I'm your host, Adam Sylvester, and you can find me at adamsylvester.com. Remember, your clients and your team deserve your very best. So go give it to them. We'll see you next time.